Artists should have the resources they need to do the work that runs through their veins. And with the gathering of resources, we will one day abolish the phrase, starving artist. Day and night, the movement does not cease, for creativity never sleeps. We are Artist Uprising. Uh, welcome to the Artist Uprising podcast. I'm your host, Cabis. I'm here with our special guest, um, artist and author. Yeah. Allie Kay, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Super grateful and happy to have you here and share your time with us. Same, same. I feel like we're best buds. We hung out all day yesterday, now yes. we're hanging out today. Like, you were it's working great. on a mural. Yes. I was like walking up, shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I was shooting content. And I was like going up from the side in all these angles. And I was also trying not to get in the way of your time lapse. Yes. Did I it, still haven't did watched it, it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm so, you just reminded me that we did that. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, so you don't even know if it I was. I don't even know. I don't even know if it came out or not. Well, yeah. usually those work as long as you have enough like storage and stuff. For sure. And when was the first time um, art like popped in or you know something inspired you artistically where that was like that's something I want to do. My dad used to own his own architectural company um, and so he always had like drafting materials and um, draft boards and rulers and pencils all over the place and he built me um, a drafting board and I would just sit there and well, hey, I think he built it after he saw me just doodle like sketches of homes just on anything and everything. Like I would be like sitting in school and just like being like pretend like this is what my house is going to. It's like Sims before Sims. Like I <laughs> yes. knew what Sims was yes. essentially. Yes. Okay. So when so, the game came out, you were like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was right. in heaven like Rosebud like all, all, all day long. Yeah. So um, I really just like started off in that aspect and then those kind of house doodles turned into other like random doodles and then I found boys and love and I was like okay I'm gonna doodle their, our names together and all this stuff so that kind of turned into like my doodles and then I was always in art as a extracurricular activity in right. school I was like op that, that was my option it was always art because I was terrified of balls the Brady Bunch episode where Martha gets hit in the head with the ball terrified me so I'm like okay I'm not doing sports ever again yeah so um I just turned to art and I was like okay I wasn't the best in the class but I wasn't the worst in class I was just kind of like in the middle um and it just kind of evolved I was talking to a friend the other day and it's like the starving artist mentality growing up was so strong that you just always thought of art as a hobby um, and that you just did this on your free time just whenever you wanted to. I never grew up thinking that art could be a profession. Was that ever instilled from like your parents like that's just a hobby, find uh, something? Yeah, you know? no, my parents, I was definitely grew up with a, you can do whatever you want, be a rock star, be a singer, do, if you want to go to the moon, go for it, and we'll try to give you all the tools that you need. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I should be an architect. My dad's like, okay, let me draft, draft board, tools, all this stuff. Um, so if I said like, I wanted to do anything, they would be like, okay, what do you need? Right. Um, let's get it done. But again, like, I just thought that, like, if I needed to own my own business, it needed to be, I needed to be on Shark Tank or I needed to have a storefront. Like I, there was never a good example growing up of entrepreneur 
how it is now. So art was just, you only do art for fun. Right. Yeah. So um, I was really kind of, I don't think I was forced into it, but I kind of found it on a whim of, okay, art can be a business when I graduated college. So I went to college. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to UNT. Okay. I started off as an interior designer. I love doing that stuff. Um, I feel like that's my hobby now is interior designing, which is a funny, um, I try to go to school for it as a profession, but now I flipped it to a hobby. But you went to school and studied Yeah, that. I did. I was like, because I'm like, okay, I want to do something that isn't, like, boring. That doesn't right. feel like a job. But that balance with, like, uh, interior design and, and art, I'm sure kind of really go hand in hand when you kind of look at the bigger picture. It did, and it didn't, I thought so. And then I chickened out, and okay. I was like, okay, I actually, I need to go to business school. Um, I, I caved, I'm like, what am I doing? So I'm like, okay, what can I, what degree can I get that's not boring, that's in the business school, but marketing, sure, let's go for it. Right. Um, so I did that, hated school, I just did it just to feel like I needed a degree. Um, and graduated, and it was like the Hunger Games. Like everyone that I went to school with was going for the same jobs, the same interviews. Like I was just like, okay, this is great. Didn't have the experience because again, I didn't like working. So I nannied and just did odds and end jobs. So you had your degree, but you weren't yeah, like trying really, to pursue no. that career <laughs> no, in marketing. Not okay. at all. Um, and then it, I didn't get a job. Um, so while I was interviewing, I was painting for my new apartment that I was moved into, doing like the interior design things that I like kind of was still always drawn to. Right. My friends were like, oh my gosh, I love this. I want one. So I would like, oh, I'll give it to you. And they're like, no, 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 I'm going to pay you. I'm like, well, this is weird. Like, why would you pay me? Right. Um, my love language is definitely like gift giving. So if I could do anything, I would just give it all away oh, and, awesome. um, and do that. So it turned into kind of my friends like pushing me of like hey like you can do this like you can get paid i was modeling at the time i was um doing these arts and crafts and they were paying me and i kind of like looked up i'm like huh i think this is an art career like this is an i'm getting paid to make art like this could be in business and so it was i and it was never like i'm gonna wake up and be like I'm going to do art. Right. It was just like, a, I like looked around, I'm like, I'm doing art. Like, well, it's I read weird. somewhere where you kind of called uh, you finding art or doing art uh, a happy accident. Yes. Is that? Yes, that was the happy, happy accident. accident. This is it. This is it. So you're getting all your friends that are starting to come to you. When does it start to click like the whole, this is the job, this is Allie Kay. Like, how does all of that come together? It, like, all, and it wasn't, like, that long ago. I think it was, like, seven-ish years ago that this, like, all right. kind of, like, started. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I guess it is kind of long, but not at the same time. I don't feel like it's been that long. Again, it's just, like, literally I was just doing it, and I was getting into it, and I was getting paid, and I wasn't, like, making money, but I wasn't losing money. And my husband was, like, so, like, when are you going to, like, can, like, get a job I'm like I think this is my job and he's like I don't know this is a hobby and I'm like 
Um, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Like, give me six months. Like, I don't want to interview for any more jobs. Yes, Let I me do this. Love this. Yes. So it was like the happy accident, but it also like the. F you, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but it's like, F you, I'm gonna do this and I'm going to prove, cause he also grew up, about. yeah, he also grew up in like the very like, you need a 401k, you need insurance, you need to work at a cubicle. Like that was just our mentality growing up. Right. Like that's just what we knew. So, All creatives deal yes, with it. You yes. know, they, they have that one. Yeah, person, social media yeah. wasn't that big no, when we were going to school, high school and college yeah. and all that stuff. So that's all he knew. So I don't blame him for it, but also when like, all of this was happening seven years ago, I think that's kind of when social media was yes, going to slowly yes. take off. I was still using Instagram as like photo filters for like for, my photos. I <laughs> yeah. Yes, I remember the yeah. days. So um, yeah, I don't blame him, but I'm also like super grateful that he kind of doubted me in a sense because it pushed me and you kind need of that. I needed it I needed you it need that. yeah um, he always says that he's the string to my helium balloon he kind of just like pulls me down a little bit because I kind of get so like I can do it all type of thing he's like mm, maybe maybe you yeah. can do that <laughs> so you you're doing you start the alley K yeah you're doing these murals you're getting paid the business is going and then you start writing books, you become an author. Yes. How does that happen? And tell me the process of like how that became. How does it happen? Exactly. I, like, um, I was very blessed and fortunate and in the right place at the right time is exactly what happened. Again, it wasn't on my to-do list. I thought I needed more years and kind of more like experience um, my publisher that I actually still work with now, they emailed me and they're like, hey, we saw this need for a more modern how to draw in florals book. Would you be interested in writing it? And at first I thought it was a scam. I'm like, okay, how much do I need to pay to write a book? And they're like, no, 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 like we'll pay you. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then they kept going and they're like yeah we love your style all this stuff and I'm like my style like at the time I, I even like scroll back constantly to see like what my Instagram feed looked like when they asked me because I wasn't doing a ton of florals I was still really heavily in calligraphy and doing weddings and things like that and I would dabble here and there in some florals um, and I asked them I'm like why me like I was looking up to other floral artists at the time and thought that they were so grand and so amazing I'm like why wouldn't they ask them and they're like no like you have this heart for teaching and I really do like that was a moment where I knew like what my purpose was in my art career was to be like to help build confidence in others and help like that's like what sets me on fire is when I'm able to help another person help them build confidence just to see that like spark in their eye like that's I could do that all day long when you're doing this who is your alley K when you are on the come up like who when you were writing these books were you doing this because you didn't have an alley K did you have someone you looked up to definitely my dad he is my like who I want to be as a mentor like I look up to him I have all my life um, and yeah he 
I'm going to screw that up again. The first take was fine. We can just use yeah. that whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Keep them forever. I know, forever. And it's like we have those pod we have the podcast that I can have that we yes. um, time caps. In, is he in your podcast as well? Yes. Yeah. How did that happen? How did you get that started? So we have had a running breakfast date since I was 13. I'm 31 now, 31 now. So it's been I don't know, I'm not good at math, so a really long time. But every Saturday morning, we would go out and have breakfast, and we would just talk about life. And that's like really where that like mentorness happened of yeah. when I was being molded into who I am now and how I want to give that to someone else and, and whatnot. And dad was like, hey, like we should probably podcast. I'm like, this is a great idea. Um, one, it's selfish for me because I can like time caps these conversations I will have for the rest of my life. But then also like, it our conversations are so great, and he is such a great person. How he mentors and how he just pours into another person, that it's just too good not to share. So it's really awesome that we're able to share that to whoever wants to listen. And who. And if our viewers want to know, like, what's the name of the podcast? So it's called Breakfast with Sis. I'm Sis. That's what he calls me ever since my brother was born. I immediately became Sis. Okay. So that's what he calls me. Um, so yeah, Breakfast with Sis. We typically record it at a Chick-fil-A. So it's like super casual, like literally like what our conversations are every Saturday So your morning. breakfast was at Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Did you, did you like the chicken minis? Oh, yes. Those chicken are, minis, sweet favorite. tea. I yeah. dream about yes. chicken minis on the weekend. But yeah. getting back to the art, yeah. what is your process like, you know, once you develop like what you do, what is the process you go into when you look into a project or start something like, as an artist now, like established and done everything that you do, is it the same process every time? And if so, like, what does that look like? And if it's not, you just, how do you find inspiration to kind of like keep evolving? Yeah, so I, I this is such a great question and such like eerie that this, I just literally watched this video last night. So it's like weird that I have like the perfect answer for this. So um, it's always confusing because when you have a business and when you have the capability of doing art, it's like, Am I an artist or am I a business? Um, some days I feel like I'm more of a business that just specializes in art. Um, I think a lot of artists don't realize that to have an art career, an art business, like it is heavenly business. Like I am constantly like emails and meetings and networking and invoices. It's just like so much to it that people don't realize that go in on the back end. And I just like maybe like 20% that I'm like sitting down and actually like drawing for um, designs. And then there's that big percentage of like actually painting. But I think a lot of people that I like mentor don't realize that it's not just painting all day long. Like I do so much more than that. But I was listening to a video and she literally nailed it on like just completely got what I was thinking in my head. It's like there's artists and there's problem solvers. And when you go to a client or when a client comes to you, you are either the problem solver or the artist. So you can either be the problem solver of like they have a need and then you're problem solving to find and fix and create something to meet their need. 
or they come to you because you're the artist and this is the style that they are wanting and that's it. You get to just create whatever you want. Um, so I have both opportunities to be able to create to solve a problem or just to create just because they wanted to wanted to hire me as an artist. So um, it's definitely a toggle and it's definitely like, so I'm mostly known for like my black and white artwork and that's what, when people see black and white and they see florals, they're like, oh my gosh, that's Allie Kay. And so when I'm able to create in that sense, I'm the artist, but I'm doing so many other things where like I'm starting to add color into my work and they're like, oh my gosh, like you're doing color. I'm like, yes, I got bills to pay. <laughs> like I still like can problem solve this opportunity and still put my spin on it, but it's not 100% like what um, the artist Ally K would be. And that's totally fine. There's no wrong or right answer to being both or only sticking to one. Well, speaking of your business and kind of balancing those two and kind of going back on like the six months that you had. Yes, <laughs> yes, yourself. yes. You've got two homes. I know, that which you're is working insane. On you know, like. Two homes before I mean, 31, like it's I, weird. 31, two homes. I mean, you really like went above and beyond the six months. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. I mean, tell me about the two homes. I know that six months um, actually going back to like what we were talking about, I was trying to prove to my husband, give me six <laughs> months, I can do this. And I got like big clients within that six months, like Kendra Scott and just like all these like really crazy things. I'm like, it was so funny like when I got that email from Kendra Scott and it was just like for like 30 of their new opening stores, I like fist pumping, I'm like, yes, I made it. I'm never working again. Like all this stuff, like not working like in like a traditional nine to five job. And so my husband's just like, okay, you're weird. Um, but he really like flipped the, okay, you're not a hobbyist, you're a business. When my first book did come out and he started seeing the money. But anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, and it's also like crazy. Like we started there of him like thinking that this is just a hobby and I don't think it's a business. So like now he works with me. Like he quit his corporate job because he saw like that it's so much easier and not so much better, but in a sense, like just less stress and just greener on the entrepreneur side. Right. I, I think um, we just have more freedom. So he quit corporate and came to work with, with me, um, which is really cool that now Allie K supports our family um, and is able to buy two homes and a new car. The new car is mainly for a tax deduction, but it's still like crazy that um, that I'm able to to do all this and be successful and be happy with what I'm doing. If you can, I would love to know what does the future look like for Ali K. I wish I knew. I don't even know like what I'm doing next month. <laughs> it's. Uh, I, but you know, though, that you're getting stuff. I know all that the I'm time. getting stuff, and this was like the first year. I've always like panicked. Like at the beginning of the year, I don't have like really any bookings. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my last year. Like, hey, like I'm done. And then it just like always happens and it always works out, and I'm busier than I ever am. And this is like so the first year that I'm actually like booking out three months in advance, which I've never done, um, which is really nice and refreshing and just kind of like, oh, I can breathe a little bit. 
Um, but I try to not, like for me personally, like just with my personality, I try not to um, put myself too much in a box of like, okay, I need to be doing this at this time and um, in this year's. I really just like try to keep my eyes open for the opportunities and being flexible and not trying to like stay so close to a path. I think that's what has helped me grow so quickly and being able to do so many things and so many broad things. Like just like with this like basketball, like I was just like, I did not have that in my dream pipeline of like, okay, I want to do a basketball line. It was just me literally like playing pig with my friends the other day and I was like, hey, I should like do a basketball. And they're like, yeah, you should. And so I created it. So it's just like, I enjoy those moments that are just spontaneous and like uh, new and refreshing and just like, oh, I should do this. Yeah, let's do it. Versus like so much pressure of like, okay, what do I need to do? What's the next best thing? Like what's, what's going to happen? All that stuff. Like just me personally, that's how I rather um, live and rather plan for Allocate Design. So of course there's like little things that I would love to be able to do that are always kind of like in the back of my my mind, but um, just trying to keep my my mind open for the spontaneousness is I love great. It. Yeah, I love it. What advice would you give our viewers and listeners today who are in maybe that same position you were, where you were like, I've got six months to prove myself. Yes. Where they have this other, they have this route which is given but then they have this itch to do what they know that they love. Well, what advice would you give to them? Just, you have to do it. Like, there's never going to be the right time of waiting to, oh, I need business cards, or I need a website, or, or my art's not perfect yet. Like, you just have to literally go out and start and do, put your, maybe make a timeline. Like, I gave myself six months to try to prove to my husband um, and that like really like forced myself to like actually do it instead of like waiting to be like, okay, I'm gonna improve these skills a little bit more and then do it. I was literally like, okay, doing it, going, bye. Um, but my thing, my favorite phrase, like I would tattoo it on my forehead so I can look at it in the mirror every single day. Um, but my favorite phrase, and it's something that my dad has told me from the very beginning because I was such a perfectionist. Um, and I still kind of am, but I always tell myself, I'm like, if it was perfect, it wouldn't look handmade. And that's what people are hiring you to do. Like you are the artist, like you're being hired to do something by hand. Like, so it needs to look like that. If they wanted something perfect, digital art is insane and they can just do that on, on the computer. Um, but for me, like, creating with my hands I just always I'm like okay embrace the imperfections because that's what they're hiring you for that was amazing um how can our listeners find you on social media super easy it's just alleykdesign.com on website instagram alleykdesign pinterest alleykdesign all the things it's just all the same thank you so much thank you and uh yeah to our listeners thank you for watching and listening and uh we'll see you soon Stay tuned and explore the next Artist Uprising. Use hashtag Artist Uprising to join the movement.